French Delight? Ty Tickler? I can't believe you can buy condoms on the net. Carrie, you can buy anything on the net. Why isn't Jimmy, you know, taking care of this? You heard what Dr. Sally said. It's the guy's and the girl's responsibility. Are you sure you're making the right decision? Of course. I mean, Jimmy and I love each other, right? It's just you said your relationship was deep enough without sex. Then Paige... This has nothing to do with Paige. I just don't want you to regret this later. It's a big deal. I can't believe I'm listening to relationship advice from someone who's never even had a date. Okay, I'm gonna be late for dinner. Welcome to All Aboot Degrassi, the podcast where we take your hard-earned cash and spend it on drugs and tattoos. Wait, is that in this episode? Yes! Yes! Who said that? The squeegee. Oh, it's about the squeegee kids. Oh, the squeegee kids. God, we we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about. NAK News. Um, NAK. It sounds like it's RT. Okay, it's a, we've got to <laughs> take our time getting into this. My name is Nick Zahoya. Um, Evan, would you like to say your name? My name is Evan Goodrich. <laughs> producer Brent, how are you? Doing so good. Thanks for having me. I mean, th- you know, as your producer. We You're are very welcome. The Degrassi boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Degrassi boys don't mean a thing. Oh, you Degrassi boys. Um, we're, we're covering episodes five and six of five and the six. Next Generation season one. So excited. I'm not excited. These episodes suck. <laughs> oh my God. So I don't know if the second one was good or if I was just like so relieved that something was happening that it seemed like an amazing episode because Parents' Day, which we're going to talk about in a second is probably the I thought the other episode was the most boring one. This is the most boring one ever. Uh this one's so I think the main plot of this one is boring. The rest of it's actually like fine to like interesting. Um the main plot though, uh, let's should we should we dive in? Let, let's just go right into let's, it cuz we I want to talk about just how boring this was. Okay, great. So this episode is episode 5, Parents Day, which is not named after a song or anything no, it's else. A Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah. yeah, it's a Lindsay Lindsay wrote that one. Oh great. It's a good one. Um so okay, so the premise of this episode is uh, as you guessed it, it's Parents Day at Degrassi, which is basically just their way of saying parent teacher conferences. Um and so Toby is worried about this because his parents are divorced and they're apparently oh, wow. shocker the most boring episode ever stars toby you love <laughs> toby so sorry i know you're listening actor who plays toby it's you loved... nothing personal you love toby i these this season is very toby heavy toby, toby has a google alert for degrassi so he's 100 percent listening to this right now <laughs> I I hope Jake Goldsby has better things to do than listen <laughs> to you rag on his most beloved character. Okay, well I I I'll tell you what I probably couldn't have done better when I was a small Canadian boy, but it's just hard when you're watching it as an adult. Well, it's hard when this is this just this episode is just there's nothing going on. It's just very con- yeah. this. I mean, you need low stakes episodes, but this one is just. The lowest of stakes. So the stakes are Toby's parents argue a lot. That's the entire stakes of the entire episode. Yeah. And then by the end, they don't argue as much anymore. End of episode. 
so <laughs> saved you some time, Evan. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I still I, I spent some time on this outline though. We're gonna go through it. B <laughs> We're gonna go through it. by B. So yeah, Satori's worried because his parents are like really messy exes and they can't even be in the same room with each other. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Your your parents We've still together with an ex, right? <laughs> we're going that way. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we're go, we're taking Toby's perspective. I don't know. I okay. don't have children, so I can't really take the perspective of the parents. Well, I was only taking the perspective of the parents. I was like, I don't care if you came out of us. Like, if I'm trying to cooperate with someone who broke my heart, then <laughs> fuck that. Well, I, did, are we, so are your parents still together? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those. They probably should have gotten divorced, but they stuck through it, and now they seem happy enough. <laughs> mm, see, my parents did divorce, um, mm. but I think that was for the best. Um, <laughs> and they were always actually like on really good terms as exes. Like they were like the most amicable exes of all time. Um, so mm. I definitely never had this issue sort of, of like, like Ashley's Ashley's mom and dad. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that. Not um, like Toby's mom and dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I like never had to deal with this like negotiation of like, oh, who's doing this? Oh, the responsibility. Like, like they were just always incredibly chill. So I don't. This is all very foreign to me. This tension. Um, I understand there being tension between divorced couples. What I don't understand is Toby being like. I I really want both my parents to be at Parents Day. That's he doesn't. He doesn't. No, he says that. No, his dad says, what do you want? And his exact words are, I want you to be at Parents Day. And I want mom to be at Parents Day. But I don't want you to be there together. So it's like he has a desire. Like, if my parents decided not to go to Parents Day, I would be like, chill. Sounds great. Well, but the thing is, they were. He knew they were both going to come. He wants them to be there and not argue. That's the whole point of the episode. He does. He because he 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 forges. We'll get to it. He wants them there, or he doesn't want them there together. Because so he comes up with this. Because he comes up with this scheme to get to keep them from coming. Because he gets Mr. He forges. Yes, he forges a document document. from Mr. Simpson to keep them from coming. He does not want them to come. I never, I, I'm aware I saw that episode, <laughs> but I, what I'm saying is one character says to Toby, what do you want? And he says, I want both my parents to be at Parents Day. I would be totally happy with just one or neither going. That's my only point. Well, I think, I mean, he wants his parents to be happy. He wants them to get along with each other. And I think that's a okay. very. That's the subtext, I suppose. Yeah, of course. Um, All right. But yeah, so he forges this document, um, but he apparently he doesn't have access to spell check because yeah, he like per- he performed so many things. He spelled performance with a U, with a U um, and he He's says smart. Yeah, <laughs> well, he misspell basic words. Well, he also says things like um, like in the letter he says uplift Toby's grade classification to a premium standard, which yeah, which is so which that is funny I buy as a mistake. It just, a it's a smart kid would make. It is. It's funny because it sounds like he's describing like a ribeye. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, him spelling performance with a U. And then and then this is weird because then the dad says you spelled premium with two E's. So, so how many words did he misspell? Well, my question is, how did he spell premium with two E's? Was it like free, like pre P-R-E-E? M I U M, or was yeah. it like premium, like P R E M E U M? You know what I mean. He these, also these are the real questions. Out, 
I, I think it's the two E's at the beginning. I think that's most likely. But also we learn later that Simpson, he says that you misspelled my name. How did he misspell Simpson? Oh, did he? That's an easy one. Oh, that's, that's, that's an easy he one. Was just, he was in well, a hurry. Well, also, if you actually look at the letter, because, you know, they do, like, the close-up of uh, the letter, the screen, um, you look and you see premium, and it's spelled correctly. <laughs> It's spelled correctly when we see it on screen. So he made some. He, made he was some like, "Wait a second, adjustments. Yeah, he made some last minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's call them adjustments. So I, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong there. But yeah, it's weird because he's smart enough to know how to replicate the Degrassi letterhead and his signature. But then he is smart enough to create a search engine, which I cannot wait to talk about in the next episode. But he doesn't know how to spell the word premium. <laughs> he just got. Did he got floppy. That? He got did you uh, yes, I did. I, well, I was never that his... noticed it before, and it blew my fucking mind. Well, I was confused about. Well, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. We have to talk about this boring episode so fast, so I can spend the entirety of the rest of the episode well, talking I have, about that search engine. <laughs> I have thoughts about the subplots of this episode. But, the subplots um, were better, yes, for sure. So obviously, Toby's dad is like sees right through this, and so Toby tells him that he's just worried about how they'll behave together, and his dad tries to reassure him that like everything's gonna be okay, it'll be fine, we'll be chill, and then like the day comes and they immediately <laughs> are not chill at all, <laughs> and like I guess their yeah. dynamic, yeah, and their dynamic is like. Like, she's, like, a busy cast... We find out she's a casting agent, and so she's a very busy career woman, and that caused friction. But what is her job? Just walking around schools handing business cards to interesting children? <laughs> like, what a weird job. I mean, I, I mean <laughs> I'm sure it's more involved than that, but, like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't really... I mean, again, that's, like, Toby's dad's side of the story. We don't know what he did. I, I'm wondering if, like, we're supposed to believe that, like, he cheated on her and that's why he's with ashley's mom maybe he cheated because she was distant i buy that yeah i mean that's a <laughs> that's a template to go with um i don't know it's very like he said she said um and so they like argue in front of mr simpson about toby slipping behind and they play the blame game and then toby like basically calls them out on their shit and he tells them to like stop using him as a cudgel against each other and they're like okay and then and then it ends and then yes, i guess everything's and better ends. and then that's it <laughs> like every episode in season one it ends in the middle of a conversation <laughs> and then and then i guess problem solved never yeah. again will this oh no problems anymore yeah and by the way we'll never see either of those actors ever again <laughs> with that we'll never see the mom ever again i'm sure i think the dad comes you see up the dad? i'm sure you do no i think he just shows jt pornography like a good father and then he disappears from the show after this episode. I'm pretty sure that's all he does. Well, I I still stand by their decisions as parents. It's a show that... Oh, Evan, we need to have <laughs> hey, a talk off mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the B stories are better. Let's please talk about the B stories. Yeah, so, okay. So, the first one, we'll just... Because it's pretty low stakes, um, as is most of this episode. But it's, like, fine. It's, like, the fun kind of filler. Because it's about yeah. Ashley and Paige... Uh, finding out that Toby's mom is going to be there. And as we know, she's a casting agent. So they're like, oh my gosh, we could be scouted. We could be the one. Um, Anytime Paige gets to <laughs> connive, I'm happy. And she gets to connive quite a bit in this episode. Yeah, Paige plotting. Paige plotting is good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's very funny to see Paige be like incredibly like obsequious and like kiss ass to this woman. Um, mm. 
But and like, like she calls Toby's mom's outfit avant-garde, and it's like that she's wearing she a was... she's wearing a coat and like a button-up blouse. <laughs> she's like, ooh, the risk. How edgy! You've never been to Toronto, haven't you? Everyone there just wears like white white uh, onesie jumpsuits. Everyone dresses like Michael Myers. There. She's like, wow, that's such a loud pattern, Mrs. <laughs> this, Isaacs. This maroon <laughs> blazer that you put on. Meanwhile, Paige... Okay, what is Paige doing in this episode with this outfit? Because she has, like, a crop top, and that's fine. She would fine. not be allowed to be on school grounds. She would not. But what is... Is there, like, glitter smeared around her belly button? Did you notice that? She probably had some body glitter. I, I think I missed it. Um, it's but... smeared... If you look, it's like smeared she around her belly button. I feel like the top was glittered. I think there was glitter in her hair. So I believe that there was probably some tummy glitter. There was a lot of tummy glitter. I was like, what? What? Was this a trend? Was this a trend in the early 2000s? Because we could, we could leave that glitter one. never really went away, Evan. Let's be real. But around your navel, just like here, like it was like collected there. It was weird. Navels were in in the 2000s. That's true. Belly button piercings. I feel like maybe if you couldn't get a belly button piercing, you'll be like, oh, well, instead of putting jewelry there, I'll put sort of sparkles around the belly button the 2000s really were a torso heavy uh decade a lot of torso yeah, featured abercrombie <laughs> yeah um so uh. yeah so they're like competing for uh toby's mom's attention and then at the end she like pays them both dust and then looks at terry and is like you've got an interesting look here's my card and it's 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 a good moment it's a good moment. If I found out that some lady was walking around my school, the school of my child, handing out business cards to people, I'd be like, you should talk to the parent first. She's a minor. <laughs> okay. I, I don't, I don't know it. why I'm watching the show as an adult, and I'm just like, the things that happen on this school grounds are, are unacceptable. I would not want my kid being here. I mean, the dress code is always just like, what? No, no kids are allowed to dress like this in eighth grade. <laughs> Never. But... I don't know. I mean, we're taking creative liberties. This is not verisimilitude, truly. Okay. Let's but, um, just go ahead and talk about the third storyline. But wait. Which is the only good one. But we also get our... I think this is our first ever name drop of Heather Sinclair. I noticed that, yeah. I think it's the first one, because when they're in the bathroom, mm-hmm. the, it's like Heather Sinclair has an agent. Mm-hmm. And for Degrassi newbies, Brimp, maybe this will be interesting to you. D- what... When you hear Heather Sinclair, what do you think of? I uh, I mean, that truly just sounds like the name of someone who I went to middle school with, but I don't, you know. Wow, good writing, yeah. because that's who it is for these people, too. <laughs> so, so Heather, well, Heather Sinclair is really kind of one of the most iconic characters in Degrassi history, and we never see her on screen. She's just no. this, she's this boogeyman, this ah, enigma. Like, uh, and like Alex from The Big Chill. I just watched The Big Chill, so I'm trying to bring it in every conversation. I just watched or The like Big Chill Skunky too. Beaumont from Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Remember him? I didn't watch Doug, but I trust you. very good. <laughs> yeah, so like, she's like made up to be this horrible, hideous, scheming monster by Paige, but as we all know, Paige is... You know, yeah. she's, she's biased. She's probably nice. She's probably a nice girl, but uh, she gets a bad rap. Um, and yes. that's, and that's and her there's role. A, there's a funny sort of extension from that character in the later seasons that I can't wait to talk about. We'll, we'll, we'll um, get to that. 
I also remember the look at this zit moment was big on um, on the end promos. They were like, hey, kids, you got zits. Don't you want to watch a show about fucking zit covered face kids like you? You fucking these kids. They're, they're just like us. They also have minor <laughs> skin blemishes. Yes. <laughs> okay, also, this... it, it, it is funny because they always have like the most beautiful, like uh, pristine faces on on screen. So, like, that's how you become an actor. And that person has to pretend they have a zit. <laughs> to be fair, I think Sean gives us, like, actual, like, zit representation on this show. Because yeah. he has, like, more than one. And it's like, there you go. That's a real kid. Good good for him. Good for him. Think, Speaking think of Sean. Um, Sean that's, is in this episode. He, he is in it. in it. He's in it. So, this is... How the... strange was it when... And we'll talk about news about kids in a second. But how strange was it in the calf when... Uh, Toby and JT go to sit down with Emma and Manny and Sean's just there like that's these five characters sitting together at a lunch table that is very shocking to me (laughs) you know I think Sean's like well this is this is my law I guess I'll accept it yeah I think he's just come to terms with like these are these are his these are his people whether he likes it or not well should we should we talk about news about kids what what, news about kids is a well, this this is the thing that I do want to analyze the most because at the beginning of the episode we see Emma in homeroom in media immersion and Archie puts on news news about kids N A K probably not the best title for a kids news program. How about kids news for example? <laughs> um yeah, I mean, let's call it what it is. It's propaganda. This is propaganda for children. It is propaganda, but what exactly is the agenda of of news about kids and their parent company? To, to sell them products because but they why, have advertising. But why an anti-squeegee kid, like, think piece? Is that good advertisement to possibly alienate well, squeegee kids didn't you watching? listen? The squeegee kids are taking your hard-earned cash and spending it on drugs and tattoos. Okay, well, this is the this problem is facing a, our nation. If this is just like a Ronald Reagan, but for Canada thing, then sure, I'm all for it. I just don't understand the squeegee. Like, first of all, I don't want to say it's squeegee kit. Once this episode is over, I will never say the word squeegee again. Because they say it too much, and I'm mad that I have to say it this many times. Because, A, I don't think squeegee kids are a thing. They are a thing! I know that there are people, sometimes they are kids, who will, like, try and wash your window when you're at an intersection. I know that's a phenomena. Yeah. But a whole it makes it sound like their west side story and looks like the well, sharks I think and that, the jets and don't forget the squeegee kids they're well, also that's what I'm, that's I, I think that's the narrative that nak is trying to sell kids or these but kids, why like, to what end to demonize them fun? to demonize the poor <laughs> yes have you are you new to conservative politics this is it's a whole just, bag I get, I get selling sneakers i get recruiting to the army these are very normal evil schemes <laughs> so I just don't understand. There's the normal goals of trying to recruit children to be in the army. Okay, I buy that. There's, oh, children buy this product, in this case, a sneaker, 
but I don't understand why they would waste any of their precious screen time not advertising products and talking about squeegee kids. They do advertise the product products. We don't, we don't the see product the products. Just because we don't see the products. The kids go away. Just because we... Kid device, there's no solution to this problem. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is to say, hey kids, don't join the squeegee kids. Don't watch out for these kids. They're bad. Like, as... <laughs> Moral panics are a very normal thing that conservatives engage in. This is just a moral panic. So I'm like, this is actually very on brand for news. Um, It's bad. It's bad. bad. (laughs) And Emma is rightfully like, oh my god, they're demonizing squeegee kids. This is blatant fear mongering. Can we get the most Canadian moment bumper here real quick? Okay, most Canadian moment of the episode. They're in the hallway, and someone is saying that squeegee kids are a problem. And Emma defensively says, "No, squeegee kids are poor." <laughs> and I, I didn't know that Canadians say that word weird, but apparently they say it. They don't say poor. They don't say poor. They say poor. <laughs> most Canadian moment of the episode. Let's let's proceed. That's very Canadian. Uh, that person is Liberty Van Zandt. Put some respect on oh, her name. Oh, it was Liberty, yes. Liberty's Liberty good in this Liberty, <laughs> Liberty Van Zant McCain is like, my father knows the mayor. <laughs> Liberty, Liberty, <laughs> I loved her in this episode. Yeah, Liberty. No, she's terrible. She's like, my father knows the mayor, and he'll have those ragamuffins accosted, because Liberty's father hates the poor, I guess. I know. That's very unfortunate, but I think she grows as a person once she has some life experience. Well, we hope this, she will. <laughs> this news about kids' conflict goes all the way to the top. Principal Radich. And if I was Principal Radich, I would just, like, have... I would have a special door just for Emma. It's like... <laughs> the trap door that he <laughs> opens <laughs> under his desk. Yeah, like a Mr. Bird-style trap door. But for real, she does so much storming into his office. It would be great if there was, like... He, like, had to set up, like, a bumper to, like, catch the door because she slams it open in a rage too much. I mean, in her defense, she's, like, absolutely correct. She's on the money here, and Radich explains to her that they have a deal. The school has a deal with NAK to show their morning broadcast, and in return, the school receives funding for computers, etc. And it's, like... That sounds like some charter school bullshit to me. It does. (laughs) It also sounds... It's not... You phrased it in a way that's normal, which is they got some funds that they used to buy computers. What The way it's phrased in the episode is, we show this and they brought us 18 computers, as if like news about kids had like a big semi-truck and like backed it up and offloaded right. loose computers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's also just like, I don't know, have you guys tried raising property taxes? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you have to go for the propaganda first thing? Like, I, surely there are other workarounds to getting funding for this school, surely. So- can we talk about the logistics of news about kids as a media conglomerate? So they, what? They reach out to a company and they say, hey, we have access to these schools, so pay us enough that we can buy them a computer and then you can advertise your shoes? Like, that's what they do? <laughs> so I would assume that it's like the that news about kids goes directly to the schools. And says, hey, we want to show our programs here. No, I understand that. (laughs) 
<laughs> my question is how are they like how are they proliferating these products that they sell <laughs> what is the process to like do they approach a company and say hello we are news about kids do you want to advertise the kids i'm sure it's like whatever because this is clearly like a news network that's just like an offshoot from some i guess bigger news network and so it, i'm this sure they're just what using trump news would have been if trump would have lost the 2016 this is... election <laughs> it would have been news about kids this is newsmax um <laughs> this is fully newsmax, newsmax for kids yeah Newsmax babies. So so Emma decides to write an opinion piece for the school newspaper, which makes yeah. the Parents' Day edition. Ooh. Ooh. And, and you know how the parents are going in there and just reading the school newspaper front to back. That's where the hard-hitting journalism is. Um, I wanted to talk about this in particular because when they are in the computer lab and she's writing the opinion piece, she asks, uh, she asks Manny... Um, uh, like what? How would you feel if you were a squeegee kid? And the line that sh- Manny says is, oh, yeah. um, "Hey, preppy kids, get off our case. We're people too." The captions <laughs> said, "Hey, preppy kids, get off our case. White people too." It did not. It did not. It had a it picture. It did not. I will send it to you. <laughs> It said that, and it was very funny because I just like the idea of Manny being like, hey, white people, get off my case. And I'm like, yeah, white people, get off Manny's case. I mean, she, she has a point. She does. So I liked it. I'm going to send it to you right now. That's 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 unfortunate. Um. So what happens in, in the next part of the... Do we yeah. go right to sean's brother or what yeah yeah so emma is like super fucking pleased with herself um and her piece until she and her mom encounter sean and his older brother whose name is tracker which is a name yeah Uh, (laughs) it was tracker but then in the captions something was up with the captions of this episode because that was not the name that it said for him what did they say was it trucker with an a no it's like adam or something Oh, that's different. That's normal. That would have got to go look at it. That would have made sense. Um, Yeah, so he doesn't like Emma's piece one bit, and he points out that he and Sean don't have access to a computer at home, and so they depend on the ones provided by NAK funding, which is, like, a fair point. But wow, is he an asshole about it. Yeah, to this child. To this child. He, like, takes takes her piece crumples it in her face in front of her mother also it's like can the adults maybe have this one out or something can 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 we handle this in a civil manner um and so he's just a dick about it but like i I mean again it's like it's an interesting point but at the same time i'm like but surely there are other ways to get this funding that we don't have to rely on Fox well, it News. It also seems like we got new computers. I would, in order to actually decide whether this cost benefit analysis is worth it, I would need to know the state of the previous computers, the number of the previous computers. Were they not functional or did we just get nicer screens? Like, mm-hmm. I really want to know some of the details about this. Yeah. And to, and, and, and in fairness to Emma, I'm like, well, also, we also didn't get to read the whole piece. Maybe she provided solutions. I think, I think it's she did. I think she would have. She's thorough. She did. She did her due diligence. But whatever. I don't know. This this ends uh, with Emma can and Sean. Play the clip really quick of of yeah, what he says. That, what he what this man says to a child in front of this her adult. mother. This adult who's in charge of taking care of another child. He can do his homework here. What? Yeah, on the free computers, huh? If you read the entire article, you would know that. That's a piece of garbage. 
It is not garbage. Looks like garbage to me. Smells like garbage. Tracker, man. All I'm trying to say that there's two sides to every story. I just thought it was crazy that he was like, it's garbage, smells like it garbage, like crumpled it up. And then the <laughs> whole time, garbage. her mom is just standing there like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, I don't know. I'd be like, the, hey, adult, hey, get away from my yeah, fucking kid. Don't talk to my, look, you don't have to yeah. like the article. You made a pretty good point there, I guess, but like, don't you talk made, to my yeah, child you, like that. You made your point. Yeah, Spike really is a pushover in that moment. It's like, come on, that's your kid. Yeah. Emma I is, I will say, if Emma wants a future in journalism, she does need to uh, take criticism better. She also needs to get her assignment in on time. She was 17 minutes late. That is that is unacceptable. Yeah, that's rude. Liberty Vincent will not stand for that. Um, well, I think ending on the Sean and Emma uh, scene is a great way to end our discussion because I think it's one of the only truly effective scenes in the episode when they have their cute little aim conversation and make amends. Yeah. I like the Sean and Emma... I ship them early on. I do too. I think, I mean, it's just a very like, that's just a classic dynamic. Like, you know, you have the kid, the kid from the rough side of the tracks and she's like, he's his little, he's her little project. She's going to fix him. It's, it's very sweet. Um, And we never hear from NAK again. So I guess Emma's piece did the trick. So so good job, Emma. You did it. Well, that's the end of perhaps the most boring episode we've ever talked about. Um, I think it will be the most boring episode we ever talk about. I don't the, think we ever. I, I would not speak so soon. There, there is a <laughs> there are a lot of seasons. <laughs> I know, but the the seasons later are so crazy and out of control that I don't think any of them reach the boring depths that we just experienced with this last thirty minutes. But this next episode, I think, is a lot more fun. Let's talk about it after this break. Yeah, so um, this episode is also pretty boring. <laughs> I thought it was better. Come on, it was better. I I'm glad you think so. Um, this I the thought this campy, was so the campy Shakespearean score was was at least something. There was something for me to grab onto. Okay, so yes, so okay, so in the main plot, Miss Kwan assigns the class to do a performance of Romeo and Juliet, and so throughout the whole episode, they have this very like chintzy Renaissance music playing. Which is funny. That's camp. I will give you yeah, that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect. So, Miss Kwan assigns Jimmy the role of Romeo, and she gives Paige the role of Juliet, which makes Ashley incredibly jealous, and is also just really shady casting on Miss Kwan's part. Miss Kwan in this episode, I I have never had issue with her as a, uh educator, but I think she makes a lot of very weird decisions in this episode, and a lot of them make me uncomfortable. Like, when she's really invested in Paige and Jimmy's chemistry. And also, I've done plays in, like, middle school and high school where there is a kiss. You don't do it during rehearsal, especially not in the middle of the day in your classroom, you know? You you say Mwah, you kiss like you do an air kiss and you save it for the day. You know, oh, really? everyone knows that. See, I don't. I don't think you we will maybe even... do one rehearsal kiss, but it's weird to make middle schoolers kiss each other, and that scene made me uncomfortable. See, I don't think we were even allowed to kiss in our school productions. Good. <laughs> Which I mean, I think that I makes. I think that is. This... 
I think that is fair. Turning me into like a conservative woman from the suburbs. (laughs) Like I don't want these things happening to our kids. Yeah, I do think that's. I'm like I'm fine with that. I mean, maybe a high like a senior production. I'm like sure. I think maybe by then you have agency and you can decide if that's what you want to do. But like in middle school. I'm like, I don't know. 13 year old children. Wait, so they do kiss in this episode. They do kiss. They kiss a bunch of times. And Paige and, and Jimmy? Miss Kwan's like, yeah. Wow. She's ooh, like, she's that. like rubbing her hands in the bushes, like, ooh, yeah. Kiss, That's... kiss Jimmy and Paige. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I just think it's very shady to cast Paige and Jimmy in those roles. And I'm like, does she, does she know that she's stirring the pot here? Well, I'd like to think I so because it's funny. Just... Yeah, I think it's a shading cast. It's a shady casting moment, like in Drag Race. I think that's probably what happened here. But what we didn't see is Miss Kwan won the mini challenge, and that's why she got two assignments. <laughs> um, so, uh, what happens yeah. next? With okay, this? okay. There, so, so basically, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, before we move on, I I want to say, you would never do Shakespeare in middle school, right? Um, hmm. weird words. I think even high schoolers have trouble with. We did do. I mean, we didn't perform Romeo and Juliet. We just like you know, like like each kid took turns. Yeah, we read it in class in ninth grade. Of course, yes. Um, But having kids memorize prithee and thy and thou, like that's not going to happen in middle school. Their brains are too squishy. Well, you know, Degrassi is an advanced school, I guess. Um, is it a they, school? They can't afford computers, though, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not well, sure I mean, how. A lot of a lot of very successful alumni come out of Degrassi. We know that much. So there's something in the water. At <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, um, and as Archie says, they test it daily. So no E. coli in their water. No confirmed. E. Coli. Um, so Ashley spends the whole episode just becoming increasingly convinced that Paige wants to steal Jimmy from her. And yes, because of Dr. Sally's visit. Yeah, so her paranoia only worsens when Dr. Sally, the sex ed teacher, comes in and she teaches them how to use condoms. Um, Dr. Sally's she's iconic. She's very much like a Dr. Ruth. Well, I love Dr. Sally, of course. Um, but she's very much like a Dr. Ruth. It, what, was, what was her name? The horny lady on the TV when we were kids? Wait, who? You could call into... Does no one remember this? Dr. Ruth? I remember Dr. Ruth, but also the lady who plays Dr. Sally was like Canada's... Her name wasn't Dr. Sally. It was like Anne something, but she was like Canada's Dr. Ruth, and I would see her sometimes on CBC. Oh my God, I love that. Wait, so she was playing a character that is similar to her real-life persona? But for some reason, it's weird that they gave her a different name because she is essentially the same lady. (laughs) She doesn't have the rights to her name. (laughs) She doesn't have the rights to her own name. Um, That's fun. (laughs) She she failed to trademark it in time. Oh, I did not know that. That's actually very cute. Um, Yeah, I like that. uh, Did you get actual sex ed in school? Yeah, but it wasn't from some weird lady who came. It was like she is not kind of weirder where we had to like get it from our like social studies teacher. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's better. I mean, we did not get anything. I know. To be clear, I'm from Bryant, Arkansas, which is... Yeah, I think that's uh, a little bit to do with it. There. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got... Um, what was our training? So we were basically told abstinence is the only way, and then we were shown they a bunch of pictures. They showed you a cow. <laughs> no, they the wouldn't. Cow. Absolutely not. No, they don't <laughs> want to show us anything. They wanted to show us STDs, though. They showed us oh, those. Okay. Lots of Thank STDs. Goodness. And they said, this will happen to you unless you do abstinence. So... Which was the scariest one for you? Oh, I skipped because I didn't want to look at it. Mm. I, I stayed. I told my mom. I said I don't want to go, and this is Syphilis why. Seems scary to me because it can make you uh, go insane. 
We have penicillin now. It's fine. I know, but what if you didn't know? <laughs> I, I I would hope your doctor would prescribe you penicillin. <laughs> what if he was being trust stingy? your PCP? <laughs> okay. Uh, so wait, is this play gonna be put on in front of a big audience? No, or? it's just like I think it's just for the class. That's so weird. That what a what a waste of energy, Miss Kwan. Like just sit around and read it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what we would have done. It's what we this did is do. Such a waste of energy. So and it's not fair because some of the students have to learn way more. And it's like if you if you're gonna have Ashley play the nurse, she should be playing like other parts to compensate for the fact. Like I don't buy any of this. I want to see the lesson plan because I don't think that any of this is well thought out. Um, I don't think most Degrassi lesson plans are well thought out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's fine. Um. Under the so okay so like Paige is feeling very threatened by Paige or Ash sorry Ugh. Ashley is feeling very threatened by Paige because Paige apparently has more sexual experience than Ashley. Well, and, the rumors are she had sex at camp last summer. Yes, which is always the rumor, right? It's yeah. always that exact rumor. <laughs> um, and so Ashley starts feeling pressured to have sex with Jimmy, and so she decides to buy condoms like oh my god, French <laughs> on, Delight or Thai Tickler. Did you, I, I was uh, writing down this scene for our little reenactment and um, I, I paused on the screen where it was the condom box and the condom box was in sort of like a Comic Sans font. It said, condom collage condoms. <laughs> brand I, I noticed that too. <laughs> and the word condoms was in the same font as condom collage, which I guess is the brand name. So they, someone at the, uh, the graphic design department really phoned it in that day. Not great. Not great packaging. But Evan and I were texting about this. Am I correct to assume that this is a same day condom delivery? I think it was the next day. I think it was the next day. Was it though? Because like Ashley's like, we're so on for later tonight after Paige like makes her jealous. Was this in one day or two? I really couldn't. I think it was in two because I think it must have been. It it was in two. It had to be because, yeah, I mean, that's still surprising. That's really fast. Wow. It's still really fast. And it's also, I don't know. I don't know. Just also just go to the store. That's, but that's what Jimmy and uh, Spinner do, because Jimmy is also feeling really pressured by Spinner to have sex with oh, Ashley. Oh my god, do you remember my favorite line of the episode when uh, he finds out that uh, his best friend is going to have sex? So you say what you say when you think someone's lucky. You say, you've got horseshoes up your butt! <laughs> you know, because you're lucky. Your butt is full of horseshoes that that classic phrase Mm -hmm. you got horseshoes (laughs) up your butt use that today if you can yeah uh i also want to talk about this boy who's sitting with jimmy and spinner at lunch yeah we don't know who he is also is in the alleyway when they're talking about jimmy being able to have sex later that night Mm. and then we never see him again so I would like to add this to my fanfic. I'm going to write the Miss Kwan, Miss Sauve fanfic where they go get a cocktail together and talk about their problems. And then I want to write a fanfic about what happened to this boy who was best friends with Jimmy and Spinner and then disappeared. He had lines. It's not like he was like an extra. Like they wrote lines for him. I bet his character has a name. 
and we should we should say his name. We can't just forget him. <laughs> say his name, <laughs> which uh, is I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I should we'll try to out. see if he has a Degrassi wiki page. That'll be yeah, a fun you project can, for you me. Can add, you can log back into the Degrassi wiki. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it. I'll make the page. Yes, yeah, good. He must be remembered. Um, yeah. So as Ashley's buying condoms on the net, which you on can do apparently, you can get anything on the net. You can get anything on the net, Terry. So Terry asks her if she's ready to have sex, to which Ashley responds with like a shitty comment about how Terry's never been on a date. Because Ashley's like kind of a jerk to Terry. She's awful this episode. And it's like, yeah, Paige is getting in her head, but like you can't you can't blame that. You, you got to own up to it. Just don't be mean to Terry. Don't be mean it's to Terry. One she's your a, one support She's system. a good friend. Terry's a she's great a friend. She's a great friend to you. She's so patient. She's always listening to your bullshit, even though you have no problems. <laughs> so, Jimmy and Spinner go buy condoms. Ashley has bought condoms. Jimmy comes over to Ashley's Can, wait, house. We should probably talk about the condom man. <laughs> the man who oh, sells yeah. the condoms. The, the, the mailman? No, not the mailman. The one at the convenience store who sells oh, the condoms to Jimmy. Right. Well, are you sure this is the right size for you? Because we got small, medium, large, and extra large. Th- those are fine. Oh, but then we you also got your choice of regular and super sensitive. <laughs> just, just ring them in. I but guarantee you this guy does stand up in Toronto. Because personally, I think a little bit of color spices things up. Just, just ring them in. Please. Yeah, I He's very, is that guy a creep? <laughs> like, I is, think is this a creep move? Like, I don't think I, he's trying to be. I don't think he's re- literally a creep. But is this a creep action, or is he having fun? You know what I, I mean? I think he's being kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he knows this is the one part of his day where he has power over a situation. And he's being pretty funny. Yeah, he kind of is. You're right. But it is it was very creepy. At first it seemed creepy because he's like, what size do you want? Which is like, you're asking about this child's penis. And then as soon as it's like, oh, you're just giving him a hard time. It's like, all right, I, I'll, I'll forgive it. I'll forgive. This is fun. Also, um, I'm married, so it's been a while since I've used a condom. But I, don't, I think there's really just the one size. And you can get the Magnum one, but that's really a novelty thing. I feel like if your dick can't fit in the condom, then you've got, I don't know, elephantitis or something. Yeah, I mean, they are made of, you know, elastic material. Like, they, they will stretch. We see them get blown up later. They're huge. Yeah, you can fit a huge hog in there. Come on. <laughs> you could fit a literal pig in there. You could fit a literal hog in there. Exactly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so Jimmy and Ashley are like they're trying to get past first base, but then they both admit they're not ready. But they love each other, and that's that. This is an episode that I would show to like a middle school class. I actually think this was good message, well executed. Um, like them drawing, like it was very sweet. Them like blowing up balloons with the condoms because like, oh, we're we're still kids. Like this is what we're gonna do. We're just gonna be silly and have fun together. You know what? You're you're absolutely right. Because like I, sometimes I think it's easy to forget because like when you're watching, as we are, like when you're watching this on HBO Max, <laughs> two decades later, you forget like this is like made as like children's or preteens, teenagers, edutainment. And, like, mm-hmm. this is shown in classrooms across North America, or at least was. And it's like, there's value in this. Not not for me, not for us, maybe, no. but, but like, there's value to someone. And, like, that's nice that, like, they assure each other that, like, they don't, I've, they're not ready and that's not, okay. Yeah. 
This is not a helpful episode for me because unlike Ashley, I always put out. So I've never been in this situation. Um, I know that we haven't talked about Toby's subplot yet, but I do want to say just because we've gotten to this scene where they're blowing up the condoms in the room. Toby is such a little fucking creepy weirdo. He comes home, walks up, the, doesn't say anything, walks upstairs silently Without knocking, opens his sister's door and says, "Ash, I'm home." <laughs> yeah, the not knocking is a is a big is a big no no. Just I don't like know. kids do that, that though. So weird. Kids and do then, that though. They don't knock. No, that's fucked up. That is so weird. She could have been doing anything in there. I know. That's also, why they need to, but they don't. It was fucked up and gross. And then also, he sees condoms everywhere. Okay, clearly he knows they're not having sex with all of these condoms. But if you walked into a room and there was condoms on the floor, would you pick one up with your bare hands and kind of squeeze it around and throw it? (laughs) This is disgusting. Even if there's no cum on there, they're mostly pre-lubricated. You're going to have lube all over your hands. Yeah, that's hard to get off. Yeah. Got to wash your hands for like a whole minute. It's, It's rough. Um... Yeah, let's yeah, talk so about that Toby. That was pretty upsetting to me. Let's talk love, about you, Toby. You love Toby. Let's talk about him. Favorite um, character, Toby. He is so into Emma this episode. Mm-hmm. And to his credit, the scene where he... There's like the sort of dream sequence glamour shot of Emma. <laughs> and his reaction shot of like being like, wow, wow. It's she's so, so good. Hot. It's he so was pretty good. good in that scene. It's he did a good the, job. The, li- the, the camera department did a great job. The lighting, the yes. dolly shot... Yes, like, love it a was... dolly shot, love a fan, a fan. <laughs> yes, it was very 2001 music video. Yeah, and Emma, like, she, she, she ate. She was served, yeah, she was tossing her hair. It was good. It, it lived up to the moment. <laughs> it's fun. Um, so he sort of spends the whole episode being in love with her, even though she's clearly into Sean. <coughs> um, and. This all sort of the love triangle is sort of based around this class assignment where they have to pick an animal and write a report about it. Mm-hmm. And Emma immediately, like the little fucking nerd she is, raises her hand and is like, "Oh, I want to report on Mama Onu. She's the turtle." Which I think is really weird because then later, like almost near the end of the episode, apparently she's done no research yet. She types "endangered turtles" into a search engine and is like. Oh, there's zero results. I can't do my report. You yeah, said you already like, know about Mama Onu. Just write what you know. <laughs> well, also, why are you using Google? Can they not show Google? I don't think they can show Google because it's a brand name. But this, this but is are we the supposed thing to we believe? were talking about earlier. But are we the supposed Google... to believe that no no search results come up on any that's search the, engine? That's, that's the weirdest thing. Even if you're like talking Ask Jeeves, Alta Vista, the sort of yahoo search the sort of knockoff googles from yeah. back in the day which this is probably supposed to be th- you're never gonna find zero results yeah for There's, endangered turtles it's like, these not, are not like she typed in gleep glorp gleep she typed in two words that are english words like things are gonna come up yeah you're gonna and get turtles we, get to, we would get something about turtles at least there might yeah. be it might be the wrong turtle it might be teenage mutant ninja turtles there's lots of wrong things that could come up i don't right. know how nothing comes up right. and then the most i think this is the most out of control thing that has ever happened on the show and i never noticed it until this rewatch but toby helps her not by suggesting a different search engine or saying here's how you refine your search take out the quotation marks you know nothing like that instead what he does is takes her t- from <laughs> 
what's it called might find it which is not a good name for a search engine set yourself up for might, failure there might you might <laughs> might <laughs> he takes her to his own search engine which is called toby tracks and there are hundreds of results including mama onu which is not in the search terms so it to me, it seems like he has already collected some metadata on Emma because it's producing things that she's not searching for. He is literally like Mark Zuckerberg, and he is six years ahead of schedule, and he has created a search engine that is more efficient than a mainstream search engine that is probably publicly traded. And that's all I have to say about this. Okay. Counterpoint. <laughs> Was this a dream sequence? Was it? <laughs> because they have he has another dream sequence. I know after but he it wasn't types lit in with the dream sequence lighting. <laughs> after he types in and he's like, here, I found you these results. She's like, wow, there's so many. You're so smart, Toby. And then she like puts his hand on his hand, and then they have like he has a, you know another dream sequence. And then she's and then we snap back to reality. And she's like, Toby, focus. So it's like, was okay. that all a dream sequence? Okay. I choose to buy into this theory because if I don't buy into this theory, I think my brain will explode because there's nothing else that makes sense because it, yeah, it wasn't lit that way, but maybe it's like, it's only lit that way. Like once Toby starts to realize it's a dream, huh? Huh? Think about that. Wow. That's a lot for me to chew on. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the end of it. Like obviously, well, uh, it ends with, you know, they, so they, Toby rents a DVD yes. for them to all watch. Um, and then Emma's like, okay, great, I'll be there. But then, wouldn't you know it, she runs into Sean. And obviously, Emma has a thing for Sean. And so she stays and helps Sean with his Plenty project. Plenty of websites about Springer Spaniels, and we didn't need a fucking special search engine to find them, by the way. Yeah, Emma, use a different search engine. I, that's my <laughs> advice to her. Not my find she it. maybe, like is on like a scam website is, like, <laughs> she's just media illiterate and was like i, I don't think know maybe how to mr nystrom has created this fake google site from within prison Not in order him. to get more information from her and trap her once more <laughs> Not mr nystrom i thought well, we mr Nystrom, as we know his real name is that's but. true that's true um uh, i did notice that emma's dolphin pants make another cameo oh they're in this yeah well uh, should we do the fashion moment? We'll do it at the very end because I didn't. Ha I I think it's an obvious one for this one. Oh really? Can we just do it now. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's We're do at the end. One. We're over. This, we are is, at this the episode end. is over. As you know, I, know I promised a shorter one, in? but I haven't made it yet, so I'll just kind of fade this one out. Well, that's okay. We can do a fade out, and we'll leave all of this in because hey, we're an honest podcast. We want people to know about the process. It was also really cool because there's like camera sound effects in the clip, and right when you moved it. I don't know, something, it looked like there was a camera flash, Brent, and it looked like you were the star, I and am. you were the fashion, mm -hmm. and you were the moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's Thank the you. plot twist. You're our favorite fashion moment. Yeah, you <laughs> get scouted. Me oh, and Evan finally. were trying to get scouted, but that polo, <laughs> That polo, you're eating. No crumbs. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, my, my Carhartt work polo that I yeah, got exactly. today at work. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, but a bleach stain? Ooh. That shows you have character. Oh, exactly. It shows that yeah. it's not stolen Valor Carhartt. I earned this Carhartt. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the fashion moment is obvious. I think it's Paige's sort of Cheetah Girls knockoff Destiny's Child look that she wears to Parents' Day. 
I will say, I was going to say my favorite fashion moment was uh, Paige's glittery belly button. So just we're the on the same, just, just, just that. I was like, what, okay. what's going on there? That's, that's fascinating. Yeah, I do. I'd, I'd be curious. I bet like nine year old, it's so weird how young kids are thought to, are expected to like start thinking about beautifying themselves. But obviously like young girls from a very young age are like, how do I sort of, um, uh, accessorize myself and I feel like when they couldn't get the belly button ring which was so so in at the time they were like well let's spangle up the tummy we're just what about a belly chain with... though she could have worn a How belly be chain you like that's like a thing it's like isn't it like where you just like drape a chain like across your midsection wasn't that a thing is it so what's it it's like resting on your hips or what i think so i think that's how it worked i mean i was not a teenage girl i did not i did not do any of these things but i mean that's that's definitely cooler but she was in a hurry she She, had this she had to impress (laughs) she was like this 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 is the this is the ticket here um i mean i honorable mention to emma's dolphin pants because they they should always get mentioned they will they emma's dolphin pants will always be famous but um again we've already we've already i've already given her her uh her due so yeah i don't i don't think i have anything else from this episode so i I feel like this was a very efficient one these episodes are Um, very boring oh but i they were so boring i do want to talk about the very end because we we frequently talk about how um strange these episodes end but uh, at the at school the next day, um, Paige, no, Terry, Terry and Ashley are talking and she's like, you didn't actually go through with it, did you? And uh, Ashley's like, no, we uh, we decided we weren't ready. And Terry's like, oh, um, how did how did Jimmy take it? And then Ashley says this line. He was pretty cool about it. Entirely cool, actually. It's End a, of episode. <laughs> you know, it's a very sort of ominous note. It's scary. It's like it seems like next week he's gonna kill her. She looks a bit downcast when she says it, yeah. and that's what the free like it doesn't end on like a sort of a reassuring freeze frame because every episode ends on a freeze frame, and this one, like she doesn't have like a a, a reassured look on her face. She kind of looks concerned, and it's like, I mean, it's, I guess it's an ominous portent of what's to come, but. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, and our usual uh, theme music is from Michael Abbott, of course, and you heard his tracks at the beginning of the episode. But I think in the spirit of this episode, we would like to go out on uh, 30 seconds of Shakespeare horns. Do you think you can rip those from the episode, Producer Brent? I, I, I think so. I'll see what I can do. Okay. D- even if they're low quality, I'll take them out of low quality. <laughs> so before we go, um, thank you for sticking through this relatively boring episode, a uh, series of episodes with us. Um, Evan, do you have anything to plug other than the podcast all about Degrussi? <laughs> all about Degrussi. <laughs> oh my God. Get our branding right. All, ab- all about Degrussi. <laughs> well, Degrussi. It, right? yeah, well, you know how Canadians, they, they don't say Degrassi, They say Degrussi. Degrussi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the Qu- uh, Qu- Quebec pronunciation. Yes. But by, yeah. the time, by the time you're listening to this, uh, we will have an Instagram up and running where we uh, post uh, stills that are important based on the episodes that we speak about. And um, we post some Degrassi memes. So go follow us there. All about Degrassi um, on Instagram. Anything else? Did, you, did we learn anything today? Oh, yeah. What did we learn? I and learned... we didn't decide if they go there or not. Oh, my God. We fucked up. Okay. Backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Obviously, episode one did not go there. We don't need to have a discussion about Mm-mm. it. Episode mm-hmm. five, I mean. Um, um, neither of these episodes went there. 
The, you don't think the maiden game went there? I think it went there because middle schoolers could watch this and learn about peer pressure about sex and you know they could learn how to like actually have an honest conversation with their partner i think episode is that what we define as going there though is that what's going there i don't think that's going there knowing some things that happen i would say that this is this is approaching going there but considering that they you know didn't go all the way they didn't go there there. they quite literally did not go there um we can't give it a half go there this is a binary system they did not go there I'm gonna push for go there, but I think I'm outvoted. It's two to it's two to one. So neither of these episodes went there. That's determined. Well, um, it doesn't have to be a vote. It can just be our interpretations. No, <laughs> we're voting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, I'm happy to win, but it's a parliamentary system, much like Canada. <laughs> so you guys get to elect the prime minister. Um, okay. So uh, let's what did you share learn? with the class. I can't believe we forgot to share with the class. That's the whole reason we're doing this podcast is so we can share with the class. What I learned is the you may think that the French tickler is a thing, but it's not. It's a tie tickler and a French desire or something else. French delight. French, French delight. Mm-hmm. So it's that French tickler. That's not a thing. It was tie tickler. I know, but French tickler is a thing, but oh, not on that? this website. <laughs> what is French tickler? You don't know what a French tickler is? No, is that dirty? Yeah. What is a? It's like a little Tell sexy me. device for tickling. <laughs> oh, is that? No, it's not. You're pulling me. Yes, it yeah, is. it's just. Like, I think it's just like a stick with feathers on it, right? It could also be a cat toy, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. A French It looks like is. a cat toy. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, a French tickler. Yeah, okay. but it's not a condom, so it's weird that there's a tie tickler. That's what I learned. Uh, Evan, please please share with the class. Um, well, today I learned what a French tickler is, and I think that's very <laughs> valuable. That's it? Okay. Yeah. Producer Bramp, did you learn anything? I learned that um, both of these Canadian teens bought unlubricated condoms because that's Ooh. the only way that you can explain them blowing them up because otherwise that would be mm. so gross to put your mouth on all these lubricated condoms. Yeah, that's a bad, bad big mistake. Unlubricated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know enough about um, vaginal sex. Do you need lube when you're doing all that with a condom? I mean, not if... I would say not if you're doing it right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typically, I mean, you know... Yeah, yeah, it depends. On, there are, you know, physiological concerns mm-hmm. that I might not be aware of. But in my experience, uh, no, lube is... is Sometimes helpful, often not necessary. Hmm. Oh, you know, I'm thinking about it. I did, yeah, that one time. Didn't need it. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening to all about Degrassi. I'm sorry that we signed off five minutes ago on accident, but this is the real sign off. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy thank the you. dulcet horns of the Ren Fair. <laughs> <laughs>